wrapping up the Streams of Thought series today, and we've basically been talking about how to deal with the average of 50,000 thoughts that most human beings have every day. That's staggering to me. But we've been talking about primarily how to deal with the negative streams of thought and how to redirect those streams toward the right things because God God's shown us how to do this in Scripture. He's given a lot of guidance on this because he wants us to enjoy our lives. In, in our world today, we have the option to stream all kinds of stuff. We can stream music on our phones. That's amazing to me. Is you know, I'm 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 ancient. I'm old school. And we were, we were actually clearing out my mother-in-law's house the other day. She passed away a few a month or two ago, and she had a record player. Uh, you know what that is? I don't know if you know what that is, but you know it's like you have to get the album, you put the album on it, and then you put the needle on the, and it spins and mu- music comes out. Now we can just go on our phones and stream. The music. It's amazing. We can stream TV and movie shows. Uh, we can, we can get our own personalized take on the news and what's going on in the world through podcasts. All kinds of options. We have thoughts streaming from the outside depending on what we choose to stream. And we have thoughts that well out, uh, well up from us, for us on the inside as well. God wants us to enjoy life. That's why he leads us away from negative streams of thought. And he shows us how to deal with the destructive emotions that are tied to those streams of thought. And he provides everything we need to rise above the circumstances that we're experiencing in life. It's interesting. The the guidance God gives and what we've seen in this series is that there's a paradox as we deal with these negative streams. He, he says, if you don't put your mind on a leash, it tends to go to garbage. That's, that's what happens. So we've been looking at how to put our mind on a leash to find the joy God wants for us. And so over the last seven weeks, we've surveyed God's guidance in Scripture, I mean, we haven't been able, you can't ever in a, even a seven-week message series, you cannot dig in and uh, pull out everything that is there in the Scriptures related to a topic. But we've been looking at these things. We've been looking at God's guidance for redirecting our thoughts to His thoughts what he wants us to think about, and the things that really bring joy in spite of our circumstances. So week one, we looked at happiness unleashed and how happiness is unleashed from circumstances is that paradox I mentioned. To unleash happiness, you, you must put your mind on a leash. That's what we have to do. If we want to get off the roller coaster of life circumstances, which it's quite a ride sometimes, then... We must leash our thoughts to what is true, honorable, just, 
pure, lovely, commendable, excellent, and praiseworthy. Week two, we looked at who do you think you are? And in this message, we looked at the not-so-usual path to self-esteem. We looked at God's path to self-esteem, and we talked about in that message the value that God gives and the added value that comes when you realize how, how Jesus Christ loved us so much that even while we were sinners, Christ died for us on the cross. That's not the new, usual path, uh, path, but it's, it's rock solid and it's so important for our joy in life because a defective self-image can put a false ceiling on God's work in and through you and through me. In week three, Matt looked at a pack of thieves led by resentment, which can turn into bitterness. He got creative. He wrote a poem that really summarizes and captures the heart of the whole series. This is what he, he wrote. What I choose to stream creates currents in my mind, dragging my emotions along with my heart close behind. We get free from bitterness by experiencing God's forgiveness in Christ, and then we can keep drawing on that forgiveness to forgive others, to get free from resentment and bitterness, and, and that's how God frees us up from that. In week four, we looked at triggered, mad again, dealt with how to deal with the things that trigger anxiety and anger. We can overcome these in, in the moment by turning to God. And he gives us victory over them. Week five was joy over every day. Uh, focused on finding joy every day, which is found by responding to trouble in a very counterintuitive way. That showed how joy is the right response in the middle of trials. And we choose that by faith. Last week, uh, Thad talked about the need to stay alert to the nature of the battle that's going on inside of us. So not only are our thoughts, you know, welling up inside of us, negative and positive, but the enemy helps us. our, Our enemy, Satan, helps us with those thoughts as well. And we need to know the nature of the battle that we're facing and the tactics of our enemy, his schemes, so that we can, we can fight with the power that God provides. This week, we're going to talk about healthy habits. It's our final message. We're going to focus on building the habits that feed joy. And those are the healthy ones. And I don't know about you, but I love junk food. Um, not that healthy. That's why it's called junk food. But it probably would help me if I didn't follow Randy's Donuts on Instagram, but I do. And so I constantly see pictures like this. Um, and actually, there's one video. It's awesome of the glazed donuts just being the glaze is rolling over them. And yeah, it's it's rough. I don't know why I do that to myself. Um, my, my love for junk food includes potato chips, lakes, 
says. They used to have a campaign that said, you can't eat just one. And I've verified that several times. I'm, I'm living proof of that. Um, I proclaim my love for these in another message. Fat Boys, which is aptly, aptly named. Um, those are really good ice cream sandwiches. But what we eat every day fills our minds, our bodies with junk or with the good stuff, the healthy stuff that our bodies can use for fuel. It's the same with our minds. We can choose to fill our minds with the healthy stuff or go for the temporary joy of junk food. It's a picture you see in Scripture. Abiding joy comes from knowing God and His thoughts that are found in His Word, the Bible. Soaking in Scripture is like a substantial and satisfying meal. In this series, we've seen how God's thoughts, the, the, the answers that you find in Scripture to dealing with Anger and worry and the things that well up inside of us, they're counterintuitive. It it requires a response that doesn't just flow out of us. And so we, we need to keep trying to grasp God's thoughts. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts. This is God speaking. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Since God's thoughts are way higher than ours, they're so much higher than ours, we need to fill our minds with them so that we can hold on to them and then rise above the circumstances that we're dealing. Because his thoughts give a perspective on life that is above it. He sees what's going on. He's guiding us. He's leading us. We've got to fill our minds with those. As we face the circumstances in life, what this means is we have to redirect our thoughts toward his Because it's not our native way. There are four habits that provide guardrails to deal with the destructive thoughts that steal our joy and squelch our productivity. We can get, you ever ever been just tied up and your, your thoughts are swirling and you can't do the next thing, the thing that you really need to be doing right now because your thoughts are just swirling around? God wants to help us get past those. He wants to help us to be productive. So I'm going to spend the rest of my message this morning looking at how to junk-proof your mind. The first habit is the cornerstone for all the others, so I'm going to spend quite a bit of time looking at a passage from the psalm, Psalm 1, 1 through 3, which gives us the first habit. It's the cornerstone. The others are built on this cornerstone. They, they fit uh, perfectly from it. And the first habit to build is to take delight in God's word. Make it a habit 
to take delight in God's Word, the Bible. Psalm 1, 1 through 3 says this, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. Notice it says, blessed is the man. The word blessing in the Bible means to be happy or joyful. And it's a state of mind that really is is more than just the emotion of happiness. It's it's a state of well-being. You you just have this sense that things are good with me all the way through. You'll notice in this passage it says the blessed person avoids certain streams. Yeah, you don't go into those streams. They reject the streams of thought that pull us down. And the way it works in the world today, the way things have gone since creation and the first man and woman decided to rebel against God, the way it is is the first move to right thinking is to reject the wrong thoughts. That's the first move. So that's what you see going on in this passage. We've been swimming in the wrong way of thinking since the day we were born. So the first move is to get out of the wrong streams. And this is what it says. Notice the statements, the blessed person. The blessed person walks not in the counsel of the wicked. You don't dwell on the thoughts that flow from the wicked or the criminal. And most of us don't have to worry about hanging out with criminals. But we see them in the movies. We get into their minds on TV shows. And we're able to see what is the way they think. The media is filled with uh, stories that flow from criminal thoughts and ways. And often... The story pulls you to root for the wrong things. So we gotta guard against that. We don't, we don't, we don't walk in those streams. We don't hang out with those folks. Um, next, next it says, the blessed person doesn't stand in the way of sinners. In other words, we, we shouldn't stand or dwell in the way of sinners. And, Sinners are those basically who don't include God in their thought process. They don't, they don't look at situations in life and circumstances and what's going on and think about how he wants that to be handled. And honestly, this is where we all start. We all, we all start with this struggle to not include him in our thinking. We start by trying to live independently of God and his ways and his thoughts. And that's why God's way of thinking is so difficult for us. It's, we have to wrestle against it. 
but we don't stand in those streams of thought that go against God's thoughts and ways. That's what that passage is saying there. Um, Nor do we sit in the seat of scoffers. Scoffers are those who mock God's ways and thoughts. Um, We should not sit with them or hang out with them or soak up their way of thinking. In our world, our first move to the blessed life is to redirect negative thought patterns and streams to focus on the positive thoughts God has for us and about us. And this brings us full circle uh, to the first message of the series and the core principle really for the whole series. And this is what an author, one author says, what you persistently think inevitably crystallizes into the words you speak and then the things you do. That is very true. So what we think, that's why it's so important to deal with the negative thought streams, to turn them in the right direction toward God's thoughts. In Philippians, uh, Paul, who was writing from jail, so he added a lot of credibility to what he was in telling us to do. He instructed us to dwell, to live with thoughts that are true, honorable, pure, lovely, commendable, excellent, praiseworthy. Here in Psalm 1, the writer says it this way. The blessed person, his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. The word meditate in the original Hebrew is a word that brings to mind the sighing that you do when you're thinking about something deeply and you are kind of going, hmm, 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 hmm. It's kind of like the same sounds of a satisfying meal, you know. <laughs> you know, you're thinking about it, you're trying to figure it out, and when we get into the Bible and we mull over it that way, we're we're thinking about the truths that we're reading. We're thinking about the character of God that is explained there. And we're, hmm, hmm, that's interesting. Okay, that, that's, that's what it means to meditate. You land there, you think about it, and you try to put together, what does that mean for me? What does that mean for my life? And we discover the meaning as we meditate and try to latch on to God's thoughts that are found in in his word. Here's the promise in the passage. You bear good fruit in your life. He is like a tree. This person who delights in the law of the Lord is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season. Another good outcome. In all that he does, he prospers. To prosper means to make progress in life. From wherever you start, when you decide to follow Jesus Christ as Lord, boss, from wherever you start, as you get into Scripture, you begin to soak it in, 
you meditate on it, you're trying to figure out how to do it, from that point on, you make progress. The, pro- the, word, the word prosper actually means to make the right kind of progress in life. That's what the Hebrew word means. This was originally written in Hebrew. So that's what it means. And you flourish in spite of the trouble. So this is really, it says its leaf does not wither. You're planted, uh, you're like a tree planted by streams of water. And it has so much nourishment that it doesn't wither when the heat of adversity hits it. That's the picture we see in this passage. So we learn from Psalm 1 a crucial habit to establish in order to deal with the negative streams of thought. Take delight in God's Word, the Bible. We take delight in it. We learn to enjoy it like a satisfying meal. Habit number one is the cornerstone that informs and fuels the other habits. Second habit is the one we've mentioned a few times in this series. We must take our concerns to God. Matt talked about how to battle worry in the message called Triggered. And when we're tempted to worry, the Bible tells us to cast our burdens on the Lord. A burden is whatever is causing you anxiety. That's, that's the definition of a burden. I think we get that. And Psalm 55:22 says, Cast your burden on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. And the way it works with me is I just, as, as worries well up, I just throw them off. I have to throw them on God. God, would you, would you take this? Would you help me with this? This is a picture of what the Bible tells us to do with our worries. And this is the big American, Brian Shaw, out of Colorado. He's in third place in the overall standings after that first event. By all rights, he should have won it. But remember, he dropped the sack and had to reset it. And at six foot eight and 405 pounds, still, he's got plenty of power. It just goes back to the fact that strongman is a big guy's sport, and there's none bigger than the big Shaw. Well, these kegs are 53 pounds, and for Brian Shaw, not a problem. He sets the new fastest time. <laughs> I don't know if you caught that. Six eight. 405 pounds. That is a massive guy right there. And, you know, I don't think anybody in this room is near that size. And we, but we have, we all have worries that well up inside of us. And that's the picture of casting them off. We just throw them on God. That's what we do. However, I tend to experience this when I try to cast them off. They come right back. They, I throw them off, they come back. I have to throw them off again, they come back. Throw them off, come back. That's, that's what it means to battle. We have to take our concerns to God. We have to keep trusting them to Him. It's not just once. For me, some days, it's maybe 50 times. 
maybe more. I've got to just keep trusting God with the worries that are welling up inside of me because I, you know, I don't know how life's going to go from this day to the next. I have to keep trusting my worries to the living God. Worry rise up in me, and I cast it off again and again. A third habit is to gather a circle of encouraging friends. Hebrews 3.13 says, But encourage one another daily as long as it is called a day, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. The individuals you habitually choose to associate with will influence who you become as a person. One author says it this way, when people with different values hang out together, somebody ultimately changes. That's the truth. We need a group of friends who are on the same track, who are walking with God. That was the point of the first part of Psalm 1-1. Don't walk with these folks. Walk with those who take delight in the Word of God, who are trying to live it out. People who are on the same track of walking with God. Our community groups here are a great place to find friends like this. Fourth, to get healthy, we should develop a habit of thanksgiving. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16-18, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. In the fifth week of this series, Thad showed us from the book of James why we can be grateful in all circumstances. And I don't have time to go into that in great detail, but we can be thankful because God doesn't waste trouble in our lives. He uses it to refine us, to change us, to make us into people that are more like him and who have the same character traits that he does. In the trouble you're having, thank God for what he will do through it. You may not be that excited about the trouble itself, but what you can learn to do over time is take joy in the fact that God is going to use even this trouble for for my good. Another facet of gratitude involves the habit of appreciating other people. When something appreciates, it increases value. And if you express thanks for the people around you, they feel valued, and their worth increases in your own mind. So we're heading into Thanksgiving week, and it's an opportunity to choose Thanksgiving and build that pattern into our thinking, which means we have to redirect our thoughts away from criticizing and complaining uh, about others rather than appreciate them. Now, you know, we may need to have a heart-to-heart talk about some really difficult things with some folks, uh, hopefully after the holidays, but not during. But a grateful attitude for them is a fantastic place to start when you start the conversation. It, it will help them make sense of what you're talking about if you value them. We learn the habits that I've walked through, and we're strengthened in these habits as we take delight in God's Word. 
like Psalm 1 says. The first week of the series, I talked about the need to stop, to build a dam for the negative thought streams, and to redirect those thought streams to uh, God's way of thinking. And it's getting into God's Word that equips you with the branches that you need to build the dam. Here's a picture of a dam that was built by some deep beavers. And this, this dam was built one by one, one branch by one branch. And that's what happens when you take the light in the law of God and you meditate on it. You think about it. You get what happens is you get one truth, one thought at a time that hits home, and you internalize that. And that in itself is the way that you're able to build the dam that redirects the thoughts to God's ways and thoughts. One insight at a time, one branch at a time from God's Word. If you take delight in God's Word and turn it over and over and over in your mind, in other words, meditate on it, it, it will help you redirect the flow of destructive thought patterns. Over time, you'll prosper and you'll enjoy the life that God wants you to have as you soak it in. So I'd like to suggest a couple of next steps as I wrap up this message and as we wrap up the series. Here, here are some suggestions. Uh, first one, my next step is to start taking delight in God's Word, the Bible, and read it daily. Start trying to soak it in, try to grasp what God's saying there. And then another step could be to junk-proof my mind by uh, either taking my concerns to God, gather a circle of encouraging friends, or develop a habit of thanksgiving. So that's, I hope this series has been helpful to you. If you missed some of the messages, you can get them online at churchinthevalley.com for sure. I'd like to Turn the page or switch the channel and talk about next week. We're going to start a new series next week. It's our Christmas message series. It's called Rethink Christmas. Christmas can be a magnifier. It makes the good really good and the hard really hard. If we can magnify the right things at Christmas then we can experience the joy of the season that God wants for us. And that's what we're going to try to do in this series. We're going to look at the, the core of what Christmas is all about. And we're going to try to rethink. You may not need to rethink Christmas. You, you may know what it's all about. But it certainly gives us an opportunity to tune in to what it's about and a reminder. And so that's what we're going to be doing uh, starting next week, rethink Christmas as we begin to celebrate Jesus' birth together. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you for the truth we see in Scripture and the fact that your word, your law, the law of the Lord, really 
equips us with the kind of thinking, with your thoughts. It shows us your ways. And God, I just ask for your strength and help to live according to your thoughts and your ways this week as we step out to take the steps you've laid on our hearts to take. In the name of Jesus, I pray.